This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Salakata back on the fan on this Friday morning. We'll get into the perfect parlay picks coming up at 340. Do some football for you. I mean, we've mentioned the Jets and Giants, but really it has been a baseball hot stove show. Steve Cohen. Flexing his financial muscle once again. And it is great to see if you are a Met fan that they have now entered the chat. The Yankees have always been the big spenders. And look, they've had the results. That's something the Mets need to get to. Dodgers, Yankees, Braves, Phillies even want the results this year. The Mets could spend the most. The results need to follow. You throw in the Padres in there as well. Mets, though, starting the process. As soon as Steve Cohen took over, you knew things were going to change. Well, they have. This is year three with Steve Cohen now, and it just seems like it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Not only did they bring back Brandon Nimmo, even though they had to overpay for him, they go out there and get David Robertson. You now have an eighth-inning guy to go along with Raleigh, who they traded for yesterday, and obviously Edwin Diaz. They're bullpen the back end of it. The you know big pieces there, that seems to be set up. Their lineup intact from a year ago. They still need to improve on it, but at least it's intact and not losing a key piece in Brandon Nimmo. And their rotation might still be adding Kodai Senga, who the Mets are still interested on, uh, is still interested in. And they might be in on, or will be in on, assuming he becomes available. Shohei Otani. Show me the money. Shohei Otani. Oh, man. This is what it's all about. All these years, calling and complaining. This is no longer the BC Mets before Cohen. It's the AC Mets after Cohen. And things done changed. Isn't it glorious? 877-337-6666. Ray is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Ray? Hi, Sal. Hi, Ray. You know, it's great to it's great to be a Mets fan with Steve Cohn. You know, whenever you poke the bear, I think it started when Philadelphia signed Trey Turner, and then the projections were the Mets were going to finish third. I, I think oh, he got wind of that, and and he he didn't want anything to do with that them kind of rumors, you know. So so he just he's just going to blow right by that tax. Well, you already you know did. The, he's you're yeah, exactly yeah, right. They don't doesn't care. He mentioned it. Oh, you know, he did say initially, if there's going to be a tax and we're going to go over it, we're going to go over it. And then it was like, ah, you know, we'll be. He was kind of being hesitant or maybe being shy and bashful early on in his ownership. And now it's like, all right, I don't give a crap what your tax is. Screw you. You, I see that line. I'm going to blow right past it. <laughs> There they go. Pedal to the metal, baby. Right past that luxury tax threshold. Cohen tax or not, it doesn't matter. The Mets are spending big money. 
Oh, sure, Sal. Especially when Dambrowski thought he's going to, you know, he's going to get this guy, that guy. Steve Cohen said, I'll show you. And you know what? He's going to get Senga, and it also helps uh, recruit Otani, too. Well, having, having some, yeah, see, that it hurt, might. You know? I mean, it might. I don't have any. Do you have definitive proof on that? Like, I don't know if I, no. you could guess and do the math and think, all right, well, maybe they're familiar with each other, being, uh, you know, both from Japan, playing baseball there uh, together, and maybe they'd want to be teammates. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. But I don't think it could hurt if the Mets bring in no. Kodai yeah. Senga and then go after Otani. But they are going after Otani. Make no mistake about it. Oh, sure. And you know what, Sal? Senga is exciting because he's the upside. You could have an ace there. You could have like a Tanaka for all, you know, if everything works out. I don't you know. know I don't know if I would say that he could be an ace. I don't know that, but you're right. It is exciting. There's great intrigue there and there's great potential. The ceiling is high on Kodai Senga. So we'll see. I'm not ready to say he could be the ace of the staff. And by the way, he doesn't have to. He's got to be the third starter, assuming the Mets do get him. And I feel 1,000% confident, Ray, that they will because what Stevie Cohen wants, Stevie Cohen gets. You're right, Sal. And you know what? They're going to get a medium-sized, you know, not going to get a superstar bat because that's going to be put aside for Otani. But I, I could see them getting a Mancini who could slide over at first base and play a little left to relieve uh, uh, a polar bear at first and, and have some enough pop to give you some pop there. And Agreed. Play a and he could play, right, he could play some corner outfield. He could play a little first. Right. And it does provide a veteran bat with some pop. I'm not opposed to that, Ray, and thank you for the call. I think that that's – you know, Fleegs has been talking about that for a while, about Mancini being a good fit. I think he's a good fit. Not my dream scenario. But it might be the smartest scenario right now for the Mets. Look, Mets fans need to be a little bit more patient. Just a little bit longer. I know it's been so long. How many years we had to watch the BC Mets. But just wait a little bit longer. They've made plenty of moves. There's a very good ball club. No doubt they're going to be a playoff team. Now, they got to prove that they can win in the postseason. That's on Buck. That's on Lindor, Alonzo, Scherzer, Verlander, all the guys that are here. But they're also one big move away from just, I mean, taking this team. We talk about turning the volume up a little bit. Turn it up a notch. Turn it up a little notch. Cohen came in and started to turn that thing up. And this year is like, all right, now I'm really turned up. And then there's one more that is just going to blow everything out of the water. And that would be Shohei Otani. Hard to imagine the Mets doing much better than that. Now, look, they'll eventually, I mean, Verlander and Scherzer, obviously those guys are up there at age. You get two years of them. So the Mets are going to have to draft and develop well. And I think that's the plan. But for the short term, as far as trying to be competitive now, they've already proven that they could be that. And they should be that again next year. And if you could add Otani, oh, man. Then there really, to me, isn't a thing that they're lacking. They would have homegrown stars. They would have a mega star, superstar in Shohei. Dominant starting pitchers. Dominant closer. Now, the results may vary. Just because you spend the most, just because you get the best players, doesn't mean you always win. I mean, the Yankees generally do that. They haven't won since 2009. 
Dodgers have only won once. They generally go out there and get all the best players. So there's no, I mean, they need to make sure the results follow, but that's a story for a different day. And that's something in season that we talk about. Why isn't it working? But for many years when we were discussing the Mets, it's always about them not doing enough to be in the conversation. Right now, I think they've done all you could ask for. And pretty soon it might be more than you could ask for. Joey's calling from Perth Amboy. What's up, Joey? How you doing, Sal? Good, Joey. How are you? Good. The way you sound, do you have a little teak, maybe a little mahogany that we're uh, getting all these guys into the Mets? I don't know what that means. Uh, you got a hard on? Oh, oh. A sports <laughs> semi is what I like to call it. I don't know if you could say that. Can you say that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. Teak? You said it. Yeah. A, a, a sports semi is the way that I would call it. And yes. <laughs> You need a good laugh once in a while, you know? Yeah. I just hope I don't get fired for something that you said. But anyway, what's on your mind, Joey, other oh, than that? True, true. No, yeah. no, no. I I like the uh, the signing of Nimmo. I think it was needed. I really do. Uh, as to Verlander, I think that was okay. Uh, when you guys were talking about uh, Kelly Lipinski. No, uh, Kelly Kapowski. Right, right. I'm a little older than you guys were, and I remember my father arguing with my mother back in 69. And my father was like, "Let's, I'm going to bet the Orioles to beat the Mets. How'd that and work I out? I remember, uh, well, exactly. Yeah. And he said, thank God he never did. But I was like, Dad, you can't do that. The Mets are New York. Oh, you can't bet against the Mets, Joey, and thank you for the call. What do you think, Emmanuel? Are we going to get in trouble for letting that one go? You could probably say that, right? I mean, I'm sure Craig has said worse. I think it's passable. Yeah. I know. I wouldn't say it. But, no, like, judging on what's said on the afternoon show, I think that (laughs) that flies. That's why I love having Craigie back. I'd be like, oh, if he could say that, I'm good to go. I mean, I barely say anything. Yeah, that's like PG. Yeah, right, exactly. That's nothing in comparison. GO2, he could be dirty at times. I try to keep it clean here. And for the record, I didn't say it. Sports semi, that's my word for it. And yes, of course I do. Steve Cohen, are you kidding me? Who wouldn't? Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Listen, I'm never going to question you ever again about the future of this team and where we're heading right now. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, so I'm going to give you my sincere apologies. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. You're very good looking. I'm not very attractive. I love it. And a great Sal, reference as You well. are the best, man. You are the best. And this is why you get paid the big bucks. Well, that is, is in, that is incorrect. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but you're heading there. You're, you're, you're a superstar, Sal. You deal with this every day. This is what you do for a living. You know the ins and outs of this team and what's going on. You hear it. You talk to the people that know what's going on inside this industry and you know what's going on and you know it's, it's the thing with us as Mets fans like I was just like uh, with uh with Evan how I felt on Friday Friday was my birthday actually also happy and birthday was, thank you and 40 years old Ugh. oh it's a big one I know that's yeah. why I'm like feeling the aches and pains yet the elbow yeah the back, so the you knee. were saying oh, that last yeah. week I said I said no I'm feeling a little ache in this knee right here now <laughs> I hit the 40 yeah oh god yeah that, well especially when you're outside in the cold you feel those you know, you feel you know, if you have a little back issue or leg, you feel it more in the cold. You're like, oh, God. But 
but yeah, um, that's why you're talking to Manuel about being 23. I was like, you know what? I remember the 23. I remember when I was doing exactly what I was in 20, when I was 23. Mm. But but yeah, um, look, we're headed in the right direction. You were correct about that. And oh, like I was saying, but with uh, I was on the so that night I was I was off social media that whole day. It's my birthday. I didn't want to hear anything. I got back from dinner at 9:30, so I was late to the to everything. When I checked social media and turned on the TV, and I, I saw he was gone. I was I felt just like and I was devastated. But you know what? Look, he didn't want to. Like we said, he didn't want to be here. And I don't think they really wanted him back that much. I think it was a mutual, you know, breakup. And it, it just it ends that era of 2015. We don't have anybody on that team anywhere. That whole pitching staff is over. And I think we're, we're building something better. We, you know, we have these older guys to some short-term contracts. We got now some younger guys like Nimmo and them, long-term Lindor. And I think we're building something for to win in the next couple of years. And if we go all in on Otani – that's what we need. Now, I want a question about that real quick. Um, you think it's best that even for the Angels to try to trade him before the season, where they they can get back probably more now than then basically when they're desperate to trade at the trade deadline. Well, that's the thing. They why wouldn't the Angels be looking to move Shohei Otani now? They'd get yeah. a better value. So they're stupid. I mean, they're a dumb organization. Anyway, but they, I mean, the fact that they would come out and say, we're not looking to trade Shohei Otani, maybe they think that they could sign him long term. Maybe they're waiting for the ownership change. Who the hell knows what's going on over there? But you have to imagine that one way or another, he's leaving via a trade at the trade deadline or via free agency. So the Mets are going to sit back and wait. But when he becomes available, they are going to pounce and they will pounce harder than anybody else. Can I say that that, on the radio? Yeah, I think I can. But anyway, they will go after Shohei Otani. They will have the highest offer, no doubt about it. Yeah, Sal, don't worry about what you say on the radio. I know you said about Craig, but I listen to Gio. Gio says the most craziest things in the morning. I, I don't even know how it gets through. He makes me you blush know? sometimes, I know. <laughs> but uh, it's all, it, we're going to offer him the most. I don't know you know, who else is there to try to go after. It's really up to him if he wants to come here. If he wants to come to New right. York and he wants to play for the Mets, we're going to give him the most money. Agreed. And, and, and it's up to him. He, you know, Obviously, he gets out of that organization. But who else? And I'll let you go after this, but who else do you Thanks. think will be in on him? Because the Yankees, I don't think, will be in on him. Well, now. the Giants. I mean, the, the Giants probably being on him. And thank you for the call, Chris. We appreciate checking in. Giants, you would think, would be one of the main teams with all that money to spend. West Coast team. You know, maybe thinking Shohei wants to stay on the West Coast. I, I, Dodgers seem to always be involved. Padres. I mean, it just doesn't end. These teams, you think, wow, their payroll, they have all these players. Padres and Dodgers are in on everybody. So I would think Padres, Dodgers, Giants. I'd have to still think the Yankees would be involved. I know that they just signed Judge, but I'd have to think the Yankees would be involved as well. And then maybe there'd be the old mystery team. But with Otani, he's going to get a chance to choose. So does he want to stay on the West Coast? Does he want to come to the East Coast? If he comes to the East Coast, you know, it's not like Otani is going to choose Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's if it's East Coast, it's gonna be New York. Then you have to worry about if you're a Mets fan or if you're the Mets, is that maybe he wants to play for the pinstripes? Then there's nothing you can do about that. But we don't know. If he wants the most money, if he wants to be the guy, well then the Mets are gonna be the place for him. If he wants the East Coast and the most money, he's signing with the Mets. You know, if he's okay with New York. He's signing with the Mets. Simple as that. Nobody will outbid the Mets for Otani. I'm convinced. 
Oh, we got some heavy hitters on the phone lines I see here. Look at this lineup. Stewart in Brooklyn, Hector in Washington Heights, even Doug on Long Island chiming in. Jimmy in Jersey City as well. The mainstays in the 3 o'clock hour. I'll take a quick break. I'll get them all in before 3.40 before we do the perfect parlay pick segment for you. It's Salicata on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal, got it back on the fan. We'll go through some of these calls here. Uh, nothing I'm buzzing through, but we'll make them quick because we got to get to the uh, perfect parlay pick segment coming up shortly after 3.40. Doug on Long Island, where have you been? You know my hours have changed, bro. If you're texting all, all that, you're, you're, you're in the Twitter DMs all hours of the morning with Hector anyway, and yet you ignore. You don't want to call. No, you're hard to get through. It just took me an hour and a half to get through to you now. Really? So it's unbelievable. Mm, yeah, you're, unpopular. You know, yeah, you're the top dog at uh, FAN now. Yeah, so. too, bad, too bad the overnights aren't rated. I wonder how I do. I guarantee you this, I'd be beating the pants off of Michael K, too. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100% oh, baby, I'm fired up tonight. Been? You been good? Uh, how, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. You? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm good. Listen, you know, the Nimmo news helped me. I I, I needed Nimmo to be here. Um, you know, the, the Jake one hurt, but, you know, the, the Nimmo one to me is was important, and... They went. They went and spent. I know it was more than they wanted to, but they realized it was a need, and they realized the money that's out there that they didn't have a choice. And, and as a Met fan, I appreciate that. So, look, they. I mean, all you could ask for, Doug, is an owner who does whatever he can to build a team that could go out there and win a World Series. I know you're upset that Degrom left, but Degrom wanted to leave, and whether you don't want to come to that realization or not, they didn't want him here either. You got to admit that you knew that. Well, they, but they did offer him three years, forty million a year. So it's not yeah, like they, he he could have taken really it. Yeah. I mean, Look, it was he got uh, more. My he got, buddy, the Mets offered him more money per year, and also Degrom never went back to them. Go ahead, continue. It, 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 I, you know what? My my buddy summed it up best. When Degrom got his money and his contract, Degrom and his family and a range of fans were happy. The next happiest people was the Mets front office because <laughs> they got exactly. And, and Sal, you know it. You knew what I they do, said about yeah, him. I, I know. I do know that. It, it, it is hundred percent. It is true. And I, I know people are getting on Jake because they, you know, people want him to take a newspaper ad out or post something on social media. He's he's just not. He's not on social media. And I think today he said it. The last thing he said, and especially the fans. Um, I'm not going to knock the guy. The guy did whatever he did here, and you know I'm a big Jake fan. It's he, but the word he used was the word that is what's taken over. It's not the way baseball used to be. It's a business now. The man was offered a hundred, almost a hundred million dollars more. Like I can't afford them to take it, and ultimately, 
this relationship well, he wasn't, went he wasn't offered 100 million more. He was offered, what, 65 million more. Well, 115. He might make 225. Well, I mean, might's a big, uh, a big word right, there. So it's a five, it, compare the, the 5185 to the 3120. No, it was 3115, which was 8 million. Well, it was 40, it was 40 million a year. It was 40 million a year. Right. And by the way, they could have um, come up a little bit. They should have, but Sal, he didn't want to be here. The Mets didn't want him here. They Correct. Offered a deal that right, but let me ask you something. With the fans. Well, let me ask you something. Why do you think DeGrom didn't want to be with the Mets? I, I just think the relationship soured. I think the stuff with Sandy Alderson. I think yeah, Sandy but, talking about him having a ligament problem last right, September. Maybe, when it but Alderson's, out, Alderson's not there anymore. And let me ask you this no, question. Alderson, Alderson's still there. Let me ask you this no question. Me. Why do you think the what? Mets didn't want DeGrom? I, I think the Mets didn't want him because you knew it all season long. The Mets felt he was broken. The Mets never thought he was going to be back again. Um, and I, I just think that the Mets made a business decision. They clearly want to keep these contracts down. I don't think they wanted to give, obviously, them all eight years. I don't even think they wanted to give them six, but they realized <laughs> right. they didn't have a choice. And at some point, you know, you can't cut your nose off despite your face. The it's Mets, they, they, they didn't, and we'll move on, and if you have something to say, get it in after this one. They didn't want DeGrom back because they, A, knew he didn't want to be here. B, he didn't want to pitch. I mean, he, he didn't want to pitch. Even when they, he was supposed to be clean and there were no issues, whatever, he didn't want to pitch. They had to push him to pitch. Whether it was Buck, whether it was Max, he did not want – he checked out. This was a year where he was basically like, I'll come back, I'll make my 10 starts, I'll get paid off of that. That's basically what I want to do. And that's what he did. Well, the next couple of years will decide whether it was a good move or a bad move and whether Jake is soft or not. We'll find out. Agreed. I want to talk to you about uh, Sanger. Um, I'm not as high on him as everyone else. He's pitched once a week his career in Japan. He, He walks four guys. For nine innings in Japan, and he's slow to the plate. Hmm. It, I just that worries me. Yeah, it I mean, really worries. I me. can't say that I'm breaking down the tape on Kodai saying, "And thank you for the call, Doug. Good to hear from you." I know your schedule changed, but we do appreciate listening and taking the time to call. I, I just the highlights that I've seen. He looks exciting to me. The potential, you know, from people who know and and are scouts or former GMs, you know, the potential is he could be a top of the rotation guy. There are some scouts, however, that believe that Kodai Senga will become a two-pitch pitcher that could be a bullpen arm, and they're not willing to risk a $100 million contract on a guy who could be a bullpen guy. I think it's worth the gamble. I'd rather Kodai Senga than Chris Bassett. I know Bassett's the safe pick. Sometimes the safe pick isn't always the right one. I'd rather gamble on Senga and go with his upside than Bassett, who we already know what he is. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? Hector? What happened with Hector? I'll put him on hold. That's rare. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Stewart? Good morning, Sal. How are you today? Stewart, what's on your mind this morning? Stevie Wonder, huh? Oh, baby. Stevie Wonder. Yes, I like it. Not bad. Uh, uh, I, like, I like what he's doing. You, how could you not be a fan of the AC Mets? I'm, I, I'm, I root. I don't root against them. Well, why were you not a Mets fan? You know why I'm not a Mets fan. Right, but that was BC. That I was the BC Mets. That. 
That was before Colin match. So this is the AC match. You should be a Met fan. So you want me to root for both? I want you to root for whoever you think it's right to root well, for. Well, I would root for both of them. Okay, I'm fine with that. Then, yeah. I'll I mean, you, ba- you, you basically did anyway. It's, it's New York. Yeah, you basically did yeah. anyway. Oh, um, look, you can't deny what he's doing is absolutely spectacular. And I won... 360 degrees of what they were before. And you want to know what? I heard Jake talk yesterday. Isn't it 180 degrees? Oh, 180. Okay, I'm sorry. I think. I'm not good with the degrees, but I think it's 180. 180. I would go 180 and say, and I heard Jake talk yesterday, and he made me laugh. He said, I like what they're doing in Texas. I said, give me a break. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Even with you. No, they're building they're something not... special in Texas. Really? What are they building? <laughs> uh, a, a monument for, uh, for uh, who is uh, famous? Uh, oh, Juan Gonzalez. They're going to build a monument I got to look Gonzalez. this up. Maybe I'll have Emmanuel look this up because I'm not sure off the top of my head. Uh, which number was higher? The amount of DeGrom starts or the amount of Texas Rangers wins a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> By 57, which was the Texas Rangers win over the DeGrom starts. Mm. And of the Grom starts, even over the last two years, the Texas Rangers only out won 42 more games than the Grom. And what makes him think he's going to get anywhere with, with uh, being in the same division as the Astros? He said, "Well, we're going to get to, we're going to make it close." Really? In what world are you living in? I think he checked into Mars. Yeah. You know, I think he went to Mars and said, "Oh, this looks good." Yeah. Really, the grass isn't always green on the on the other side. It's, it's sad, the, Stuart, that it came to this. It really is sad. And you know, we joke around and we can make fun of him. I, I'm not blaming him for taking the no, money. I'm not blaming him for taking the money. But you want to know what the bother? What bothered me was he didn't even go back to Steve and say, "This is what I have. Can you match it?" And if Steve said no, then I would the, be fine the with other, it. The other thing is not only that. To your point, though, the other thing is that if he really wanted to be a Met, he would have made that known. Over the course of the season. And he didn't make it known because of the beginning of the year, like you said. His so actions many times, were he, other than he, that. He's going to opt out. The fact that he said that in the beginning made you wonder. He and did not want to be here. He didn't want to yeah, be here last year. Season, yeah. During the season, he acted very strange. He, acted, he was trying to push himself away from the team. And the thing is, you're right. He didn't want to pitch. Yeah, I wonder if he, now that I think about it, I wonder if he threw those games, the game in Atlanta... The game in Oakland. I wonder if he was like, you know what? I don't want to pitch too well here because then they're going to want me back. They might offer me a five-year, $200 million deal. I can't pitch I too well. I don't know if they would really offer them five years. I well, know man, if he went out there and dominated Oakland, dominated Atlanta, they won a division, and he was dominant in the postseason, and they won a World Series, maybe maybe the Mets would offer him five years, $200 million, And he didn't want that. I don't know. Maybe he threw that game in Oakland or Atlanta. I'm not, well, uh, let's say this much. If he did that, then that was wrong. That was despicable. Well, I'm just joking around. I mean, I don't, I don't really think he threw the game. No, so. I don't think he threw it, but you want to know what? But maybe. But the thing is, he was giving up a lot of home runs, too, in clutch situations where he never saw that before. Mm-hmm. Am I well, right or wrong? Yeah, but think that, about it. How many times you give up home runs in situations where the game was close and they put the other team ahead? And he never did that before, and you're right. No. And thank you for the call, Stuart. As always, appreciate listening, appreciate checking in. He, he never did that. This year he did. That's what I mean. He was not vintage to Grom, so there were multiple reasons. His attitude, his work ethic, his reluctancy to take the mound, his performance on the mound, his inability to stay healthy. Like There were a, a, 
a litany of reasons why Steve Cohen and the Mets were hesitant to give Jacob deGrom five years. They did offer three years, $120 million. That's a pretty significant amount. I will get back to your calls in a little bit. 877-337-6666. Quick break, and then we'll come back with the perfect parlay picks. I'll explain the rules just in case anybody missed it. you got Emmanuel here in for Fleeg, so we got to go over the rules with him a little bit. Marco, you're set? you got your perfect parlay ready to go? All good. Uh, I think I have my teams picked out. I have not decided 100% yet on the strategy for this week, but we will discuss that on the other side. And then again, get back to your calls in the 4 o'clock hour, 877-337-6666. Salicata on the fan. All right, here we go. Salicata back on the fan. Time for our perfect parlay pick segment. Emmanuel, listen up. I'll explain the rules. This is for you and everybody else who cares to know if they haven't been listening to the first few installments of this perfect parlay pick segment. You can pick up to four games. A two-team parlay is worth 10 points. A three-team parlay is worth 20 points. A four-team parlay is worth 40 points. In addition to your perfect parlay, you have to pick the Jets game or the Giants game, just a winner in that game, so, for example, Emmanuel, you could take the Jets or the Bills, money line, no point spread. Or you could take the Giants or Eagles, money line, no point spread. That is worth an extra three points. Right now, the standings on the year, I am uh, leading the way. Nobody won last week, but we did have a few points. I think I got three points for getting uh, the Jets-Vikings right. I had and the you Vikings and Fleegs, I think, got the three, yeah. Right. I So I'm at a total of 46 points on the year. Oof. Marco is in second with 10 points. Fleegs has three points, and McKeon, who filled in for Fleegs last week, the role that Emmanuel was playing this week, he's got the goose egg. So Emmanuel will have a chance to move up those rankings pretty quickly if he could hit a perfect parlay. I want to start with you, Marco. Is that okay? And I That's got Fleegs. I have Fleegs picks here, so they're ready to go. I'll give those at the end. I have my picks. I will tell you, do you want to know how many teams Fleegs did? Uh, no, 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 no. Save it for the end. Save it for uh, the all end. I will say is that so far, Fleegs and I do not have any of the same games. This, of course, off That's, of last week where we all got buried with the freaking Titan game. Which is the only thing we all got wrong, I think, right? right. And yeah. it buried all of us. With, right, I know. think we each would have hit the parlays if not right. for the Titans. Right, which killed okay. us. So, And I will say this, and I'll start it with this. I felt a little better about the games last week. Now, this doesn't mean a lot because I really liked the Titans last week, and that really right. didn't work out well. I don't like it as much. I'm going to go with a three-team. And so I went four last week, burned me a little bit. I'm going to try a three-team parlay, see if I can get some points on the board. And the first thing I'm going to do, because I'm an idiot, I'm going right back to the Titans. Wow. Laying three and a half at home against the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is probably going to play in this game. That's what it sounds like with that toe injury, which looked a lot worse when you actually saw it. They say he's probably going to go. I don't know if he will or he won't. Either way, this is now back-to-back losses, and they got embarrassed last week. They fired their GM during the week. I still think the Titans are a decent team. Are they a great team? No, but they're a good, solid team. I expect them to get their run game going a little bit more. I don't expect Trevor Lawrence, even if he does play, to be 100%. And let's be fair, Jacksonville is, they're getting better. They're not right. that good. So I do, and it's only three and a half. Yeah, I know the that Titans half. Titans are so bad That last half hurts. I, look, I'd, lo- I'd like this a lot better if it was two and a half because the Titans play close games a lot too. But I do feel like it's a little bit of a, let's get right and see if the Titans could get back themselves back on the board, get a nice win, get a somewhat easy victory. Derrick Henry gets on a roll. Give me the Titans laying the Let three and a half Let me just tell you, before you get your next one, I just want to write this down, Marco, with the Titans. I am not picking the Titans, 
But I do these hits for uh, Superbook where mm-hmm. I came up with the perfect parlay. I'll give them a little parlay. Which is where we're getting the spreads from, by the way. Right. But I could pick money line in that. Like, I just made my own rules. We, we're not going to do that in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Titans money line. So I like your thought process of going back to the team. Because so many people run away after getting burnt. Right. I like doubling down. So I respect that. I like that first pick. <laughs> All right. Second one, I'm going to go to a team that actually helped me last week. Steelers minus two with the Ravens. This is always a knockdown, drag out, brawl. These two teams obviously don't like each other. Are the Steelers that good? They're getting better. Their defense is so much different with TJ Watt. Kenny Pickett's played better. Biggest reason here, you got the Ravens. It's only a two-point spread, and you got no Lamar Jackson. I mean, Tyler Huntley, 10 points against the Broncos. I know it's a good defense, but the Ravens' offense without Lamar Jackson is so much different. I know Huntley is a decent backup, and he does some of the similar things that Lamar Jackson does with the way he likes to play his game. He's not Lamar Jackson. I like the Steeler defense to make some plays. This is an ugly game. It's only two, which is why I'm picking it. Give me the Steelers laying the two points against the Ravens. The last one, I don't love this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice here with the GOAT. Tampa on wow. the road, plus three and a half against the 49ers. I understand the whole Brock Purdy aspect, and he's not Mr. Irrelevant, and he's Billy. It's so much better than a seventh-round pick. He commands That's the his huddle. Name, Brock Purdy? Yeah, guys love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's facing a defense that is now preparing for him for a week. I have a feeling, as much as Todd Bowles is not a good head coach, he's a damn good defensive coordinator. He'll have some tricks. He'll have some things that Brock Purdy has never seen before. This has got ugly-ass game written all over it, but you're getting three and a half on the road with Tom Brady. I could see the Bucs winning this game outright, and all they got to do is keep it within a field goal. I like that situation for them. Maybe they start to get a little bit better and a little bit righter. They're going to win that division by default. But I like the Bucs plus the three and a half on the road. The money line game, this was really a no-brainer for me. It's it's the obvious pick. I'd like to do something different and get creative. It's the Eagles. I, I don't see a way that the Giants win this game. You tell me they they stay close and they fight and they scratch right. and claw? Yeah, I see it. Outright beating the Eagles, and, and this sounds nuts, I think the Giants have a better chance on the road than hmm. they do at home. There's, I, I don't see that? it. The Giants play better when they're on the road. They okay. have for a long time. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because after the first three and out, the crowd turns on them and they start to feel the pressure. I don't know. But they don't play as well on the road. This is a tough game. This is a tough matchup. They're still not whole on the defensive side. I, I just don't see the Giants winning this game. So I'm going to take the easy one to see if I can get the three points. Give me the Eagles on the money line. All right. So Marco goes with a three-team parlay, 20 points. <clears throat> excuse me, 20 points on the line. Steelers minus two. Titans minus three and a half. Bucks plus three and a half, money line for the extra three points, Eagles just to get the win over your Giants. All right, Emmanuel, are you ready? You got the rules here? I got the rules. Give me the number of how many teams we going So with I'm going to take a swing at it. I'm going to go 14 parlay. Oh, parlay-like. I like it. Smart. I like it. Why Smart. not? Yeah, I don't know when I'll be back. So yeah, 14, take, take a crack and, you and could. see how it goes. If all goes right, you could get to within three points of the lead with right. just one week. No, that's why I'm going for it. Okay. So I'm going to bounce off Marco. I have this Tampa Bay-San Fran game as my, my first pick. I, I think this line is a little bit ridiculous. I, I think Tampa can win outright. So the three and a half, just I don't jive with that. The only other time Brady got to play in San Fran in his career where he fell in love with football, four touchdowns in that game, and he's facing a backup um, and a rookie. So hmm. I, I'm going Tampa to win outright, but also to cover okay. in, in my first pick. Secondly, I'm going Carolina-Seattle. Seattle's favored by by three and a half, they need this game for their division hopes. And Carolina's 0-5 on the road this year. So I'm going Seattle, minus 3.5. Okay. I think they cover. I think they win. That's my second pick. Third, 
The Houston-Dallas game, most people wouldn't touch this. But what is it, 17 and 17 a half? 17 and a half? Yeah. I think that's an outrageous spread here. Right. And the Texans have only lost by more than 15 twice for how bad they are. So I think they keep it within like a respectable margin, maybe like 12 to 14. So I'm going Houston to cover at Dallas with that with that outlandish oh, 17, yeah, okay. 17 and a half. And then my fourth is the Vikings clinching the NFC North with a win at Detroit. Lions favored by two at home. So I'm going with the Vikings off that back and forth matchup with the Jets yeah, to have a cleaner that game. That one looked road. a little fishy. Vikes plus two. I mean, I get Weird. that Detroit's been hot, but still. I was actually tempted to take the Lions in there. Yeah, because the Lions seems fishy, right? Well, I know. Get I, say the that's, Vikings yeah, are, that's also a spot. I could see it. I could see the Vikings tripping up. They don't play well on the road, even though it's indoors. That's the type of line where you think you might not know something. Right. <laughs> but well, I, you're getting, I, I, I I'm going like with, the, with the clean pick here with, okay. with Minnesota to win and, and win by a comfortable margin. So that's my four. I, I have Houston covering. I have San Francisco winning outright with the three and a half points. And Wait, then, you have, oh, so you have San Fran. I thought you said you had Tampa. Oh, no, Tampa. you have Tampa. I'm sorry. Tampa yeah. winning outright. Tampa plus three and a half. Right. Okay. And then I got Seattle. Okay. Seattle to win. And then Minnesota. Seattle minus three and a half. Right? Minus three and a half. Okay. So Tampa plus three and a half. Seattle minus three and a half. Texans plus 17 and a half. And the Vikes plus two. Your money line pick is? Money line is Eagles. I, I just don't see any other way to go here. Jets, Bills, Jets can pull it out, and I don't see a way the Giants can pull it out. So I'm going with the Eagles on the on the money line. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'll tell you, the money line picks, this should be the easiest week, right? Like in other weeks we've done it, it's been at least a little shaky where the, the spreads have certainly been closer. I hate having the huge favorites like that. I'm always afraid of getting burned. The knockout pool theory. Right, right? right. I mean, right. oh, how could the Giants beat the Eagles? And all of a sudden, the Giants ball control. They run the football. The Eagles don't have the football. When they do, they make a mistake. Giants win the game. How are the Jets really going to beat the Bills twice in a year? Jets defense does the same thing they did in week, you know, whatever it was. The first time they played them, mm -hmm. they end up beating the Bills. So I hate these. So it seems easy, but it always is tricky when it comes to this. I personally, I'll give you the money line first because we were talking about it. I'm going to go with the Bills. Because I just, and not that I think the Giants could beat the Eagles, but the coaching worries me from a Eagles perspective. I think Dable is that much better than Sirianni. Yes, the Eagles are loaded. Yes, it looks like on paper the Eagles should smoke them. Giants and Dable are too smart to let that happen. They can run the football at them with Barkley and Jones, keep that game tight, and then maybe Philadelphia can't play to their strengths, opening things wide open, Smart coaching, tight knit game. On you know, Giants are at home. Philadelphia on the road. I don't think they're going to go. What is it, sixteen and one? Philadelphia, right? right. They're going to lose some games. Maybe this will be one. Just give me the Bills, and I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Bills twice. So plus the Bills are home. Look, would I be shocked if the Jets and the Giants or either one upset? No, because that's what happens. You should learn to expect the upset. But I'm going to take the Bills money line in this one. As for the parlay. I'm going two-teamer, and you guys could say that I cop out again, but I didn't like I'm trying pick. to run out the clock, No, man. I mean, I'm trying to cash in. What right do you mean? Right from the start. Don't you want to get a win? Victory formation. Think about it. If you guys were going, instead of these four home runs, you're going for the, the home run, if you didn't, if you went with two-teamer last week or a three-teamer, maybe you hit, and maybe you're on the board a little closer, and then this week you go with the two-teamer. I'd love to give you that, but I would have probably took the Titans in whatever anyway, freaking yeah. parlay I did last week. I so. know, but you get the point. I'm trying to just add points here. And plus, I didn't really love games. If I love games, I'll go a little bit more. I'll give you the two games that I got. Browns plus five and a half on the road at Cincy. 
kind of hmm. Cincinnati with a huge win against Kansas City. Right now, it seems like everything is clicking for Cincinnati. However, that is a nasty division rivalry. Deshaun Watson looked completely lost a week ago. His return to the NFL in Houston against a crappy team. You expect a lot more of him. I think you get more of Deshaun Watson this weekend. The Browns, by the way, can run the football. The Browns aren't an awful team. With Watson back, maybe they add a little bit more. And while I respect the Bengals and think that they're good, five and a half seems odd to me. I feel like that's a field goal game that the Browns could win. Cincinnati's not that good. They're good. They've been playing better. And that's kind of why I make this pick opposite of what maybe the public would think. Give me the Browns plus five and a half on the road at Cincy in a division game that I expect to be close and to see Deshaun Watson bounce back and really arrive now in his return to the NFL. The other one, another road, a road favorite here, Kansas City bouncing back off of that loss to Cincinnati. Look, here's the bottom line. I don't like division road games, but Denver sucks. And Kansas City off of a loss I mean, how the hell, even if Denver slows them down a little bit, Denver's offense is historically bad. How are they possibly going to cover that nine-and-a-half-point spread? So this goes against everything that I've always believed in. Big road favorite Mm -hmm. in the division. However, in a week where I don't love a lot of games, that seems too much to pass up on. Give me Kansas City minus nine-and-a-half on the road in a lost Denver team with their offense, a hapless Denver offense. Kansas City minus nine and a half. Browns with Sean Watson on the road in Cincinnati plus five and a half. That's the two-team parlay. And then, like we said, the money line, I'm going with the Bills. For Fleegs picks real quick, Fleegs, as we said before, has three points on the board after getting the money line win last week. He's going back against the Jets again. He's got the Bills. Okay. For the money line pick again, he did that last week against the the Vikings against the Jets. Lions minus two. So we have a head-to-head with Emmanuel on that one. Fleeks thinking along the lines that we were, uh, uh, Marco, with yep. the you know line being too good there for Minnesota. He's got another head-to-head. How about this? Niners minus three and a half. You guys both have the Bucks plus mm-hmm. three and a half. Fleeks goes head-to-head with the Niners minus three and a half. And then Miami minus three and a half over the Chargers as well. That is the Sunday night game, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that got it. flexed in. Flex into the Sunday night game. So Flea's going Miami against the Chargers minus three, Niners minus three and a half, Lions minus two, and the Bills money line. All right, there you have it. Another week with the perfect parlay picks. We'll reset, catch you up on anything you might have missed while you were sleeping. Get back to your calls as well. 877-337-6666. Right now we get you updated. Here's Marco Belletti. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 